Welcome back to everyone to another edition of Throwing Partners. I'm here with my throwing partner, Chris Collins. Chris, how's it going today? Uh, pretty, pretty chilly out today. A little rain here and there, but super windy outside. So, dang, it was windy here, but no rain. It was like 78. Oh man, uh, you know, it was actually I think maybe like high 60s, low 70s, but. We are bringing this podcast a little earlier than usual because there are some major updates in the MLB world. So, Brian, let's start it off. Go ahead. Let's start it off. Well, before the big one, we'll discuss the Padres trade for Joe Musgrove. They're getting all the pitchers off the board that are trade, can- trade candidates or actually they've only traded. They haven't signed anyone. Um, but they get Joe Musgrove, a guy the Angels were – kind of in line to get a little bit like they were rumored to get he fit well with the team uh pirates just asked for a lot and the angels don't have that so it was a three-team trade uh four prospects head out to the pirates uh joey fuego lucchese heads to the mets in this trade potters get their guy in joe musgrove um pretty decent guy um has gotten better over the last few years i know last year in the shortened season he was one in five but he had the best ERA of his career. He was on a really horrendous Pirates team. Yes. So I'm not so. putting a lot of thought into that because the Pirates sucked. But he has 12.5 Ks per nine last year. His ERA was 3.86. The guy's thrown his most as 170 innings. I think he's going to slide into maybe the four or five spot, but it's all depending on Lamette's elbow is he going to start the season is he not um the Padres add a lot of depth and it's going to benefit them in the long run when it comes to the fighting in the AL in the NL West and then in the playoffs so good pickup by them no I totally agree Joe's uh Joe Musgrove is definitely a hometown kid he's from the El Cajon area so that's right in San Diego County area don't know if it was worth giving up that much for Joe Musgrove um I would say if you're looking at the future standpoint, Padres definitely lost on this one. Um, but Joe Musgrove did has had, a, like I would say the last two seasons, him in Pittsburgh has been pretty, I guess you could say above average, right at good. If you had to do like a, like a fair kind of grading with him, but hopefully, you know, him being home and stuff like that, maybe drives him a little bit more to perform well in front yeah. of his family and stuff like that. So It'll be interesting to watch. I think it's a good pickup, though, for the Padres that who needed depth at pitching because it definitely showed last year and the year before. So they definitely needed it. They made the deal done. So, yeah, you know, good move on Padres. He, uh, you know, did he has great control. He doesn't walk a lot of guys, um, but it's he's just really cheap. Four million dollars. He's under contract until after the 2022 season. Then he's a free agent. He's only 28. Um, good pickup. Um, yeah, uh, I just, the thing is, like Angel's Twitter is going all over the board of like, oh, we could have got this guy. And it's like, no, like, like you said, Chris, the asking price for him was really high for some reason. Yeah. Like a lot of prospects in a three-team trade, kind of strange to me, but uh, the Angels definitely didn't have that. And I know he would have fit well in Anaheim, but in the end, you're not going to give up Joe Adele or Brandon Marsh for Joe Musgrove. No, I, I like, would never do that. He's so. a good pitcher, but definitely not worth like the top two, like 
fielding uh, fielding prospects in your system. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't out of, do that. Like out of that, the big one was Hudson Head, uh, the outfielder going to mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. So, I mean, Pittsburgh is in rebuild mode, so they got a lot of good pro. I wouldn't say it, like Hudson Head is probably the the best prospect, like you said, and has the more foreseeable future with the Pittsburgh organization with these other guys kind of building up in the back, but uh, Pittsburgh definitely doesn't have a great farm system and they're in rebuild mode. So they are literally at the bottom of the totem pole. So hopefully it works out for them, but there is more, not just Joe Musgrove. Who else we got? We got the big one coming yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Um, George Springer going to Toronto north of the border for six years. $150 $150 million. Oh my gosh. 25 I, mil a season. He's I'm so disappointed in that. I'm so disappointed in Toronto for that. This is this is me going on a rant right now. You're paying a leadoff man way too much money, even though people will say, well, look at his numbers, his power numbers and everything like that. A leadoff man is not supposed to have power numbers. I'm sorry to tell you that. They're meant to get on base and everything like that, which he does. He has above average. But with leadoff hitters now, it's it's changed drastically. Remember, Mike Trout was leadoff hitter, but then they switch, But they but, figured that out. They're like, okay, that doesn't work. But that's like it like changes the game of like say shortstops. You know, shortstops at one point were like the leadoff hitters where they would hit like two or three homers. But now there's guys like Lindor, Tatis who are hitting like twenty plus. But so but none changed. of those guys are but none of those guys are batting leadoff anymore. No, they're not. George Springer still, but I feel like Houston was wasting his talent for power numbers there. They were, and and, since they already have power, he's the he's the he was their best hitter last year, besides Michael Brantley. And you're gonna tell me you want him to bat leadoff when when if you look at all of his home runs, it's basically the RBIs are doubled, which means there's nobody on base basically but himself. Yeah, that's true. I don't. It's strange for it's a strange pickup for Toronto, who has a very young outfield. Minus Randall Grichuk, who's like still like but it's a plus 29 or 30. There's so many. There is a lot, but there's a surplus. They could use that for a trade chip. And I wrote down like, you know, they still need another starter. They still need um, a third baseman. And I would say maybe like work something out, send Puriel or um, I don't want to say it. Like I want to keep Kevin Biggio if I'm Why do they need Toronto, a third baseman? But- what about Vladdy? If uh, the new Svelte Vladdy can play third, but you know he's been listed as probably playing first base for them. So what about Talese then? Is he going to DH? Maybe. That see that to me right now that just shows Toronto has too much money, but they have no organization and how to use it. Six years, one hundred and fifty million dollars for a guy that, in my aspect is going to start kind of plummeting in production and everything like that, probably in the next year or two. Yeah. And, and he's in it. And he's in the AL East and you're so. paying him that much. Let me tell you something too. DJ LeMayhew is only 32. He's only 32, two years older, producing more mm-hmm. than George Springer. And he took six years for less money. And you mean to t- like, he took $60 million less than George Springer, Toronto. I'm sorry, that's a horrible, horrible signing, and it's gonna. It, you're gonna see it in the end, and you're gonna be stuck with it. Yeah, I think I think he was a better fit in with the Mets. Honestly, not not Toronto, but he stays in the AL. But also, 
And then later years of his contract, you know, maybe he's still hitting. You either move him to a corner outfield spot or he's a DH. I say towards the end of his career, he's, he's going to be a better fielder. He's always been a decent outfielder and everything like that. He's got above average speed, but I don't, I don't see him producing what he's been producing in Houston for not even half of that contract in Toronto. Yeah. I give him two decent years there. And I think in the age 34 season, it's really going to come apart. Yeah. So that it doesn't stop there with the signings though. There's still no. more. <laughs> uh, well, Toronto added a bullpen piece with Kirby Yates. We saw what he can do in San Diego. When healthy, great reliever, one of the best in the game behind Liam Hendricks. And they pick up Tyler Chatwood on a one-year deal uh, coming off of a okay year in Chicago. He didn't have a great run there. He had a solid season and a half that was pretty good. But other than that, pedestrian numbers. Yeah. I mean, but the, oh, they, go ahead. Sorry. They, I mean, Kirby Yates signing him to a minor league contract, it doesn't get any better for that because he's only a year – he was – he was literally only a year away from what he should have won the NL site, the, the NL saves leader or award. Oh yeah. He would have, he should have won the, he should have won it. Not Josh Hader, but he's yeah. only a year away from that. And you're giving him a minor league contract. I get it. He's older, but if he performs well, like you said, and the old Kirby Yates comes out, I mean, him setting up for Ken Giles is going to be scary for late inning comebacks. I mean, yes. it's going to virtually be impossible to come back from that. Yes. I also think that um, I have to double check, but he might've gotten a major league deal considering he, I mean, he was injured this past season, but it was small sample size. He's healthy now. Um, it might've been a major league deal. We'll double check that, but I agree. Like when healthy, he's going to be at that one, two punch that the back end of the bullpen for Toronto mm-hmm. is going to be outstanding. And you're right. Uh, the late inning comebacks are going to cease out there in the AL East. Yep. I mean, the AL East is getting weaker anyway. It's yeah. getting weaker. So, But that leads us to who the Blue Jays almost got. <laughs> and the Astros were like pulling Michael Scott. And they're like, I need yeah. this. I need this. <laughs> and they bring Michael Brantley back for two years. to Houston for a two-year deal. That was a weird twist of fate they needed it they (laughs) in in order for them to actually keep up as the top al west team they needed brantley back and that two years like he signed before i mean he was phenomenal in those two years with houston and you know what i can't be mad at michael brantley because he wasn't part of the cheating scandal so it just shows that he wasn't it just shows he's a great hitter so um, when healthy, of course, I mean, you saw it in Cleveland, then injuries came along and everything like that, but then he came back and was just full on, just go, go, go. But Michael Brantley, good signing for Houston, definitely needed it uh, with the loss yeah. of George Springer and Reddick now. So it looks like it's just him and Tucker that are for sure going to be there. And then probably, I mean, uh, what's his name? I can't even think of his name. You, young kid, uh, right fielder. Oh my gosh! Not Jordan Jord- Alvarez. It, it, that is Jordan Alvarez. Oh, he's mainly been DH, but but that's what I'm saying. Now. He's not going to be playing the outfield. So yeah. So, but I yeah, think it's they, a good signing. They don't really have. I can't even like without Reddick. It's like Brantley, Tucker, and then that's it. And you know they need it. They really need a bounce back here from Altuve and Bregman. Uh, Correa was good last year, but I think he's. 
a free agent after this season. I think they'll sign him back. Carlos Correa, I mean, it's too but it's too big of a name for them to give up. So yeah, I mean they have they've been willing to spend money, so we'll see how it goes. But they're also their rotation is still a mess, I think. I yeah. it's aged and I don't think Ferlander's gonna I mean Granky's their Granky's their ace right now. That's what I'm saying is and you know it's well deserved. He's he's still great at his age, so but he is. what else you got? What else you got? I know there's a list we well, got to go through. Segwaying from the AOS to another rival, the Astros, the Angels, who I'm repping, if you're watching on YouTube, sign, not Trevor Bauer. <laughs> they sign Jose Quintana, <laughs> who last pitched the last three years with the Chicago Cubs after a solid six seasons with the White Sox. Um, one year, $8 million. He's coming off a non-baseball injury last year. I believe he like cut his throwing hand while washing dishes, which is just a random household injury. Um, He threw four games and started just one last year. Um, Didn't do great. Uh, 4.5 ERA, uh, 10 innings pitch with 12 strikeouts. Um, He's it's low risk, high reward. Eight mils, nothing. We've seen them do this in the past with, Julio Tehran, who didn't pan out, or Matt Harvey, who didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to be like those guys because we've seen what he does when healthy. He throws innings, which a lot of guys in the Angels don't do, and he's consistent. I know his wins and losses aren't up to par when it comes to like his career and then his time in, with the White Sox, but I have to think he was on really bad White Sox teams. So. I agree 100% with what we've seen from him before but i'm gonna say there's a curse for angels starting pitching and these one-year deals i know there's this curse i don't know what it is i don't know if there's a black cat on the mound or buried underneath the mound or something i have no idea but if these one it's the one-year deals that have been killing you guys besides and you people are like what about dylan buddy uh dylan buddy was traded for it wasn't a one-year he was traded for that's why he did great. But look, like you said, Tehran, Matt Harvey, even Tim Lincecum. Uh, let's keep going. Oh We're gonna, let's keep going. Um, who's another <sighs> one-year deal that was just in shambles there? Uh, I don't mean I don't mean to rag on. Angels. I know, I know. It's, it's just, just it's, it's a it's it's blatantly a curse there. And I think I'm sorry to say I don't. I, it looks good. It looks good. But there ain't no diamond in the rough there. It's a broken record. It's the same thing every year. If he's healthy, you know, from in 2018 and 19, 32 games played each year, 32 games started, five straight years with the White Sox of over 30 games started. If he's, if he does that with the Angels with a maybe a 4.2 ERA and under, throws 180 innings in a regular season he's he's gonna pan out and it would be a win uh I think, depending if he can be that guy in the rotation that could put him over the edge a little bit maybe bring in another guy to where they can push into the playoffs but i think you're giving the bar a little too high with him with the 4-2 and the 180 for innings pitch and era i'm giving him if he gets 150 innings in and a 4-5 I think maybe he's worth that eight mil. Maybe. Hey, one fifty 
for an Angels fan is Cy Young material right there. That's, that's kind of sad. So I'm sorry, but the Mariners even have a pitcher that pitches 200 innings. I'm just letting you know that. I know, I know. <laughs> and then when he's worth the money, they'll probably let him walk. So what do you mean? No, here he's signing an extension. Oh yeah, he's there for that, six that years. What are you talking about? God, Marco Gonzalez is a Mariner for life. Uh, for some reason, I had Estrada. That's right. Yeah, don't talk crap life, on so. my Mariners, Brian, when you don't know the facts. You literally just talk crap on my Angels. But I knew the facts. <laughs> you, did, you did. I don't even know his name. I forgot. But All right, I mean, they, gave gonna, him, they gave him six years, $10. So. I'm going to steal the mic from you. I'm going to steal the mic from you. Okay. Because okay? I want to go through this list that I have. Okay. And I want to see what you said. And I'm going to mark as I go if I agree with you or not. Because I already have my choices. Okay. okay. So all I want you to do, you don't need to give me a backstory or anything like that. I will do that for you if need be. Okay. But you just say good, good pickup, good signing or bad signing. That's it. Yeah, I'll go good, all bad, right. or eh, man. No, there's no man. It's either good or bad. Pretty. There's no. Pretty there's... <laughs> good. <laughs> all right. First one I got for you. Yeah. And it's a, it's an angel signing. It's an angel signing yeah. from the Brewers last year. Alex Claudio. Good bullpen piece, bad bullpen piece for the Angels. Good. Okay. I agree with you on that one. So, okay. Great. One for one right now. We're one for one. David Dahl, three mil to Texas. Don't know why it was Texas, but no. What? Okay. I mean, so we're, okay. Yes, we, don't need, we don't need the, we don't need the backstory. Remember my, my only backstory is like Texas, like, but it's Dave. You have to go off of the player, not the team, just okay, the player. Okay. Okay, so but you're good saying Simon. bad. You're, you're saying good now. I'll switch it. I'm not okay. Going by you only get player. one more switch. You only get one more switch. <laughs> okay. So it's only allowed here. Okay? okay, come on now. You can't do me like that. All right, here's a good one that I know for a fact. I know the answer to this, and we're gonna agree. <laughs> Anthony Des, Des uh, I can never say it. Desclafani from Desclafani? the Reds. Yeah. Um, paid six million dollars by San Francisco, and let me tell you, I'm gonna give you a backstory here. This is what he did last year. One and two record, didn't get hurt, didn't get hurt. 25 strikeouts in 33.2 innings pitch, so very low strikeouts. Let me tell you how many, let me tell you his ERA, his ERA was 7.22. And let me tell you how many earned runs he gave up in 33 innings. 27. 11 of them being home runs. Good signing or bad signing, Brian? Six mil, one year. Bad. Okay. We're three for three on the same page. All right, here's the fact a good that one. he got paid more than Alex Wood is strange to me. <laughs> I don't get it. But Adam Eaton going back to Chicago from with the Nats for seven mil. What do you think? Good signing. Okay, I disagree with that one. Um, Kevin Gosman, one year, eighteen point nine million dollars to stay in Ooh. San Fran. Good or bad? I mean, that's the qualifying offer, right? Good. Okay, we are, we're missing on two there. Okay, Jonathan Holder uh, signed a one-year 750K uh, deal with the Cubs from New York, from the Yankees. Oh, that's like league minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. I agree. That's a good signing for very cheap. And he, he actually has posted good numbers the last three seasons too. So Greg Holland re-signing with KC for a one-year 2.75 mil. 
good. I mean, it's KC. Yeah. There's no competition. So okay, what's gonna hurt him? I mean, if we here's a, here's the one we were talking about earlier. DJ Mayhew, six years, ninety mil. Great, great. <laughs> so far, probably the best signing yet. Yeah. Um, yep. Don't know how much this is for, but John Lester is signing with the Nats for a one year deal. Ooh, I forgot to get the number on that. I looked it up earlier today. There was no number still, so mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna to, I'm gonna say ten mil is what they probably got him for. But this is an old John Lester, so what do you think for ten mil? If if it is ten mil, what would you say? If it was ten mil, bad. Okay, we agree on or uh, disagree on that one. I I, I thought oh. it was good. I'm I'm considering him pitching in the NL East and the bolstered mm-hmm. Mets and the. The Braves. I mean, he faced them before yeah. um, with the Cubs, but I'm just, I don't know. We're almost halfway through. You ready? Yeah. Trevor May, two years, 15.5 mil to the Mets from Minnesota. Good. Yep, I agree. Very consistent. Um, James McCann, four years, 40 mil to the Mets from the White Sox. Good. I think it's good as well. Kenyon Middleton. To the one-year $800,000 to the Mariners. Low risk. Good good signing. When like he's healthy, it. he's good. I, yeah, I looked at Anaheim. his numbers when he was healthy. He's really good. So I just hope he stays like that. Um, all right. Mike Miner, two years, 18 mil to the Royals. It's the Royals. It's a good signing. I, I say it's bad just because mm. of how inconsistent he is and how much they paid him. Um. You probably never heard of this one. You might have, though. Brandon Morrow signed a minor league deal to, to the Dodgers again. I, I read that a few weeks ago. Yeah. What do you think? It's not good or bad. It's a it's a gamble. It's a minor league deal. Like, he's going to get in. There's no gray think. area, Brian. What is it? Sorry. Good or- sorry. <laughs> uh, eh. Okay. I'm going to put good. I'm going to put good because you can't good. really lose in that situation. So, yeah, I agree true. with you. Okay. Charlie Morton, one year, 15 mil to Atlanta. Good signing. Really, I think that's terrible. The money's really high, but Atlanta really needs they needed starters. Um, and I think I think that was a good pickup for them. Um, the next one we already talked about Jose Quintana, one year, eight mil to Angels. I know you think it's a good signing. Um, I put good signing only because I haven't seen what happens yet. It looks good on paper, it looks good on paper. We haven't seen what happens yet with any of those guys, though. Yeah, so Robbie Ray, one year, uh, eight mil. To stay in Toronto, I, I if if you want me to say it first, I said bad. Oh, I was thinking good. I think he had a little resurgence there at the end with Toronto. I don't know. He's not what he was when he was a young Robbie Ray at Arizona. So, um, here's another one for you: Hunter Renfro, one year, three point one mil to the Red Sox. I, I said good. It. I said good. good. He's gonna hit that green monster out and left. So. Yeah. I mean, he, they have probably the two, I wouldn't say best, but like really good power hitting righties with JD and, and him there. So it'll be Where interesting. Play, though? That's my thing is he's going to play right. He has a cannon. He's a great fielder. And then Verdugo's center. Verdugo is more versatile than Renfro is. So yeah, I would say okay. so. And then if, the non traded Ben Attendee. Yeah, left. I was about to say, if Ben Attendee doesn't get traded, if. He doesn't. I think Ben Attendee goes to center, and then Verdugo plays the corner. So okay. Um, Carlos Santana, two years, seventeen mil to Casey. I don't get why they did it, but 
I mean, it's good good for them. I I, I put good because yeah. uh, Carlos Santana's been pretty good the last three years, even though he's a little bit older, but he's been good. He's a very consistent ball player. Yeah. Um, Drew Smiley, one year, eleven mil to the Braves. <laughs> I put bad just because of he's so injury prone. And he's inconsistent. I'll agree. I'll go bad. Okay. But it's depth for the Braves. They need it. They have a younger But they're station. paying way too much for these players. Paying way yeah. too much. Um, we already think we agreed on this one. George Springer, six years, 150 mil to Toronto. Bad signing. I put bad, bad signing. I think it I think he's worth less money. So you bad say signing. Bad, bad signing. Okay. At least like 110 mil. Yeah. Um uh, Marco uh Marco Stroman, one year, 18.9 mil to stay in New York. Yeah, he accepted the qualifying offer. Um, it bolsters that rotation. Uh, good signing. I, I agree. I put good signing as well. Michael Taylor, one year, 1.75 mil to KC. Good. I think it's good. I mean, he's a he's a good fielder. Not a great hitter, but he's a yeah. great fielder. So, um, uh, Blake Trinan, two years, uh, 17.5 mil for the Dodgers to stay. I said good signing because he's the most consistent bullpen they've had. I agree. Good signing. And he bounced back from a last bad year in Oakland. So, yeah. So he's good there. Uh, Michael Walker, one year, three mil Tampa Bay. Tampa knows how to get pitchers back to form. So I put bad. I put bad. I put bad, even though it's, it's, it's really cheap, you know, but I just, I don't know. Michael Walker, man, ever since he had that one great year in St. Louis, he just hasn't been the same. Fun fact was the angels uh, slot pick. But since they signed Albert Pujols, the Cardinals got that pick. Well, you got they got their your draft B. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Or the so, it was probably a round two then. I think it was the first round. Mm. The first pick. He was an LCS MVP in 2013. So I'm pretty sure it was a draft B because you can't get a round one pick from just signing a top free agent from somebody else's team. Maybe. Yeah, um, we'll last that. one, last one. Joe Musgrove to the Padres. It's so add to me because it's the prospect hall for him was so big. Um, good for their depth and the rotation. And I put good too. So let me tell you what we, how many we didn't agree on. Okay, so there is three, four, five, six, seven, seven we didn't agree on, and the. Big one I just want to talk about before we go into more on onto baseball. And if you haven't figured this out yet, folks, this is an all baseball podcast for this episode. Sorry to disappoint, but I promise you on Friday, there will be a football one because football is coming this weekend. Yep. But uh, also Michael Walker, first round, 19th pick. Wow. Okay. You know what? You, <laughs> I'm a man to say that I'm wrong. So. You got me on that. Thank you. Thank um, you for being a man. <laughs> I think we already talked about George Springer, how it's a bad signing. So we don't need to talk about that one. But the one that we disagreed on was Kevin Gosman. 18.9 mil to stay in San Fran. I said it was bad. You said it was good. I want to know. You have to give me two reasons why it's a good signing for San Fran. And I'll give you two reasons why it's a bad signing for San Fran. Okay. You go first. I'm going first. Okay. First off the money. It, no, he's close to, you're saying he's close to $20 million pitcher. No way. Maybe when he was in Baltimore, 
maybe if he kept his numbers there, but you saw what Atlanta did. They got him. They're like, yes, we got a, such a consistent pitcher. Fell apart, and they're like, oh, you got to go. San Fran, he had a little bit of resurgence. He has done better in San Fran. It is a pitcher's ballpark. So he does have the safety of the ballpark there. So my first reason why is 18.9, too much. Also, I don't think um, to pay this person so much money in a one-year deal, if you're going to pay him that much, I would have gone longer in years there just because San Fran, I mean, they do have a couple of good starting pitching prospects slash rookies that came up last year. Um, but Kevin Gosman, they're going to, I mean, if you don't slot him as your ace with that mu- much money or your second star, then I don't know what you're doing there. Okay. Well, their ace is Cueto still, I guess, because of his contract. But I think that 18 mil is more of the qualifying offer. He had a good season in San Francisco. Maybe he's comfortable. We don't know what a full season of him would have been. It could have been a whole resurgence where he would have been deserving of that money. Mm-hmm. It's over a year. Uh, Padres, Padres <laughs> Giants have a lot of money. They're a lot of money off the books now. They have a little bit of money to spend. You know, they were in on Harper a few years ago. Um, they're rumored right now to be like another landing spot for Trevor Bauer. So. Who knows? I don't, I don't think they will, but I don't think once they, they get Brandon get... Bell and Brandon Crawford off their, their payroll, they have yeah. a lot of money. Um, I don't know how much Evan Longoria is making. Um, he's coming know. to uh, the end of his contract too. So Posey's at the end. This is his last year. Um, so they're gonna have contract. they're gonna have a lot of money to spend when they don't even have a really great um uh, farm system. So they're going to rely on a lot of free agent signings. And I'm kind of curious what it's going to look like for them. So I'm curious, but also like, I think it was a good signing for them. It was 18 mil, which is a lot of money, but also like he was one of their consistent pitchers this past season, given a full season, he could have been a lot better. Um, It's only for a year. We saw how close they were to making the playoffs this past season. Um, He's probably comfortable there. He gives them depth. So I think it's good. Like it's giants need pitching. They got rid of a lot of guys just like became free agents or they just got rid of them. Like the thing, the one thing I do give the giants though, is like to knock on them is the fact that they're very like, it's good, but it's also like bad is they're super loyal. Yeah. A lot of those guys that won those world series for them. And I get it like three and five years. That's awesome. But you keep bringing back. I know they cut him, but like Hunter Pence and Pablo Sandoval and like mm-hmm. Brandon Belt, like had a great season this past year. But other than that, like he's not a it's, great. Like they're they're living baseball. in the past still when they won those World Series. And yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, last year they actually did all right. They were still in the hunt for a while to make the playoffs with who people thought and I thought too was no shot at all. But you know, anything can happen in baseball. But that was my list, um, and I wanted to get through that before I wanted to say two more things. Um, like, again, we've talked about this before, um, I believe, in the second episode. Um, I just want to say, you know, baseball culture is changing for the good. Um, of course, Marlins signed uh, – I, I cannot say this right, but their new GM is Kim. Kim Ming. Ming, right? Ming? Ng. Ng. Um, so – 
you know, and then Bianca Smith, the first African-American uh, minor league female baseball coach for yeah. Boston. Um, so congrats to those two women of power. Um, you know, it just shows that baseball culture, I know it's so old and traditional. A lot of people can't get into it. It is changing. It's just going to take a while, but it, it, you know, they're making progress. And, and I, and I like to see that. I like to, and like a lot of people are, or I guess you could say guys are just like, it's a man sport, all this stuff, you know, you know, we've, we've been like that for, for a long time. And, you know, you don't know what these, these women can bring to the table. Who knows, you know, Bianca Smith could win maybe a title in the minor leagues with their team and, and, you know, can be a coach in the major leagues. Exactly. And, and Kim Ning can be like the net. You saw what the Marlins did. Marlins yeah. are made the playoffs and you know what, who knows, maybe she does some crazy stuff to that organization with Derek Jeter and they just run with it. She's been in baseball a very long time. They know break- the sport. Yeah. They're breaking barriers. There's, there's nothing against or wrong with having women in sports. Like no, not the at more, all. the better, like it's, they bring a different insight of the game. And also just, we see with ESPN too, like they all care about sports. Like that doesn't matter. Like, who or what you are, what you believe in or not. Like the fact is like, you have this common ground of sports. Why not? Um, sport. Everybody's sport got different ideas. Everyone. Everybody's got different ideas, different perspectives. And that's how human nature, that's how you learn. And if you're not willing to change, you're not going to learn, then you're going to fall short. So yeah, if you're not willing to change, you're not left behind. Exactly. Sorry. So um, no, I just want to congratulate them again. I think it's a great accomplishment for, Uh, not only baseball but for females in the world and everything like that so um, you know good for you guys that's great and hopefully more changes will come with that but Brian I know you got a couple more things let's hear it oh I had nothing else what that was it I had nothing nothing else else? Uh, baseball wise or does it the this Quintana thing lead the angels for Trevor Bauer do you want to keep on talking about this I, I you know I know you're an angels fan and I feel like Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer is just giving the Angels an upset tummy, you know, and they're not feeling good because the more it progresses, the more it looks bleak for you guys to sign him. And like I said, he signs with the Mets. I said it at the beginning. But I also want to say this is not baseball related. I'm calling – I've made a crazy, crazy um, – I guess you could say judgment calls for sports in general. Let me tell you one of them. Brandon Nimmo for MVP was two oh years my ago. God, That was two years ago. And I regret to say that it did not live up to the expectations at all. Nor will it but, in the future. But the predictions I have made for hockey with Philadelphia is going to come true. They are bringing the cup. I, I have said that and okay. it's going to happen. Chris, today, January 20th, Inauguration day, you are calling it Flyers, Flyers Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup. Yes, got it. Okay, and and also I was four zero last weekend with the picks. Me too. We did not have the same picks. No, for you NFL, were sh- you were one short. I thought. No, I thought you picked. NFL- I, thought, I thought you picked Baltimore. No, I picked. I picked Buffalo. Do you have your notes still? Yeah. Let's see. I Hang on, Buffalo. folks. We got to look this up. I know I picked Buffalo. I know me and my roommate were 4-0 with our picks. I should just play the Jeopardy song with this. 
while this pause is going on, folks, let us know in the comments and like to like our videos uh, for YouTube. Always, always subscribe to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And also send us some messages with some topics you want us to share about. Boom, boom. Brian, Green Bay, Bills, KC, Bucks. Okay, good job, Brian. What is, what is Chris's say? Green Bay, Bills, KC, Bucks. That's right. Okay, so right now we are tied. And I know it's going to be a crazy Sunday. But you, I'm not doing picks yet. I'm waiting oh, for a that's certain, on Friday. I'm waiting for a certain someone to get healthy. So yeah, <laughs> that's what my pick depends on. So, but with Patrick. that, folks, um, we are at the end of this episode. Pretty short episode. I know it's just about baseball, so it might seem boring to a couple of you all out there. But please, 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 hang tight for Friday. Football's coming. Basketball's coming too. Um, and we hope to hear some comments and topics for you guys. And it could be about anything. It doesn't even have to be about sports, okay? But we would like to see more comments and 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 everything like that for topics. We had a shout out last uh, last episode, and we actually talked about it. So we are true to our word. We will talk about it. But like I always say, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another. It is officially inauguration day. So here's the change, um, and let's hope for the good for this country and for everybody. So Brian, closing remarks. Yeah, just to reiterate what Chris said um slide into our dms uh let us know what we need to work on back check us we're throwing partners podcasts we're centered around sports but we can talk about anything pop culture coffee the weather i don't want to talk about the weather who cares but we'll do it (laughs) but yeah follow us on facebook subscribe follow us on instagram like us on facebook it is inauguration day so this will be coming out tomorrow day one the full day of New President Joe Biden. Looking forward to the next four years. I think this is a time of healing, no matter where you stand and your political uh, beliefs. But um, I have positive thoughts about the next four years. So we'll see where it goes. Main hope: let's get back on the field. Let's watch some sports. I'm tired of watching. Sports brings people TV. together. Yep, unity. Let's be All united. right, guys. With that, we'll see you next time on Friday. All right. Thanks for listening.